0: Visit Arcade Club, Europe's largest classic arcade, with over 200 video and pinball machines. There's classic consoles and computers. There is also PS4s, Xbox One's, Wii U, PC and Oculus Rift, and regular tournaments and competitions. All machines are set to free play. Open Fridays, Saturdays and Sundays. Check out arcadeclub.co.uk for more details. Tenpence Arcade are proud members of the Throwback Network and the Retro Junkies Network.
1: Hello and welcome to the 10 tempest- arcade <gasps> oh, okay, podcast. Oh, Mr. Holly has had me up, it's 8 o'clock in the morning. We've got to do an early one because we've got, got stuff on today.
0: Morning Vic. How Hello, are how are you? Hello, yeah alright thanks. How are I haven't you? got any milk, so I haven't even got any tea or coffee. Oh, I've just I've got I'm on my mummy second coffee already. Eey, monkey. <laughs> oh, I, I liked your... Uh,
1: podcast editing last week. Did you like it? It was was, um, interesting.
0: But did you see what I did? Like the news... You see what I did? You see what I did? see what I did there? The news was Huey Lewis and the news. And the... Yes. Yeah. The pickups was like a guitar pickup. The feedback was guitar feedback.
1: It's unlikely and unusual of you to do something
0: daft, I think. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the shout outs was loads of like heavy metal shouting. I was into Oh, is that heart. what it was? I wonder yeah. what it was. So we had so much feedback about that. People loved it. In fact, to be honest, I don't think anyone even noticed. Noticed except me because yeah. I was listening mm. to it.
1: Mm. Well, what oh, well. we're going to do, we're going to standardize our little segment stings, I think, with something either A, daft, or B, yeah. slightly professional. Or C, both. Mm, might be a combination of both actually <laughs> yeah so tell me what you have been up to in the last two weeks i haven't spoken to you well
0: as i mentioned last time i've been to whitby with lovely wife. Whitby. we love that place we've been actually we we're talking about it we've been going since before my son was born and he's 18 now so that's wow. uh, uh, nine years yeah. no it's a nice place especially mm. when it's sunny it's lovely but they have a few arcades there they have three arcades what at son- i didn't see yes. those just little arcades on the left side of the pier, sort of go, the kind of a like a walk going up to the pier. Oh, okay. They have, well, actually, the only old games they have is Sega Rally One and Two. But Sega Rally One now is twenty-one years old, twenty-two years old. Yeah, yeah it's getting old, isn't it? And it is still taking money. That's such a classic game. Absolutely. Sega Rally Two. I don't think it's as, as good a game, but it's still pretty good. Hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But they had a few of the new ones. The Transformers Human Alliance which is that on rails gone game. They had the new Alpine Racer. I don't know if you've seen that. Oh, the new one. Can you remember the Alpine Racer games from the 90s where you, you look like an idiot standing on two yes. like, planks and then move skifcade planks. Yeah, we well, like it. There. You still look like an idiot on this, but yes. it's quite a good game. Okay. And remember that Moto GP that we featured on the Art of Side Art 200 yeah. years ago? Yes. Well, they had that as well. So I played that. All right. It's a bit like Hang On. You get you get wind blown in your face. Better graphics, mm. but I don't think it plays as well. To be honest, it's all right. It's an okay game. Cool, excellent. I didn't know there was an arcade there. Actually, that's excellent. It's three arcades. One of them is just fruit machines, yeah. and the two two others have a few games. Oh, nice, nice one. Mm, yeah, so had a nice break. Had a and then we went for a few sort of nice country walks through the countryside. Nice. Yeah. What have you been up to, Vic? Oh, lots of things.
1: Um, Let's do my ones for a bit, go and on, we'll do then. some more of yours. Go on. So last Sunday was Smart Meet number five. This is Marty Martin Laws, Smarty Martin. The fifth meet he's been on. Remember we went on one together that time? Yeah, sad I missed this one. That was number three. I think I missed number four. I was doing something. And this is number five. Awesome little event. I had my first ever go on a fire truck. And I quite liked it. The old Atari game. Yeah. I had Tony Temple behind me steering the rear end.
0: Fire truck, fire truck, fire truck, fire truck. What colour are those red fire trucks? Uh <laughs> And yeah. I also
1: took our featured game with me, my SkyKid PCB, and it was quite popular with CNP Chris Parsons, who did really well on it. Mm-hmm. It was his first ever go on the game, he never played it before. We had loads of interesting chat and good to see some same old faces and some new ones. I dropped off a load of bits and also picked up some new ones, more of that in the pickup section. So anything else you've been up to before I do my, my big one, actually?
0: The big one. B there, Probably. Thank you. Batcave. I tell you what. Tell me something. They had the normal games at Batcave in all these two-player games, but on a on an LCD Tartade. Yes. Not Tated, Tartade. Oh, okay, yes. They had a game called Judgment Silver Sword, like a bullet hell game. I loved it. I thought it was brilliant. Is that a new one? No. And I was asking Lewis, I said, oh, where do you get this? He says he got it on Steam. Yeah. And it's a game on that originated on the Bandai Wonder Swan Color. Oh, Ble- I've got one of those. Believe Ble- well, it or not, nah? I gave it away actually. But yeah, I,
1: I've had Wonder Swans. I've got black and white ones. They're great little games.
0: Mm. Apparently, you can just turn them. You can just turn them on there, like so. they play vertical games? And that's yeah, what they've got is. four
1: sets of buttons either end. So, and they've got some uh, on above. So they've got sort of like if you hold it vertically, there's two sets of four. And then at the bottom of the, the console, and then if you turn it horizontally, there's two sets of four on the side. But yeah, there's some really good games. I didn't know that was a game on the WonderSwan. Though. That sounds pretty cool.
0: Yeah, and the, he had the sequel as well, which is called Cardinal Sins. But these games for a little WonderSwan thing. Apparently, the, the the game Judgment Silver Sword was a a competition or something on the Bandai WonderSwan to make the best game, and this guy won, and he. Put this game up, oh. and then then some developer picked it up and sold it. Cool. Apparently, it's like three hundred pound to Ooh. buy now. So it's on Steam for like two pound fifty. But what a fantastic game! You know, sounds I love the great. bullet hells. Yeah, that sounds really cool. Really good. Really well, good when night. You that was.
1: Your, when you get when you eventually get your main set up in, in a cabinet, mm-hmm. you can probably play that because you you can on some of the uh, front ends you can you can load up PC games as well and use the mm-hmm. controls for that. So you can actually play on a cab, that'd be brilliant, wouldn't it?
0: Yeah, yeah, on a 32-inch TV with proper... Well, I say proper, it was one of them hoary fighting stick things. Oh, they're pretty good. Arcade sticks, but yeah, it's brilliant, absolutely. All- I was so impressed with that. Nice one. Yawning, Vic. I'm yawning a bit, yeah. I didn't have a lot of <laughs> sleep last night. I, mean, I was busy
1: yesterday, which we'll get onto right now. Wow! So yesterday was a raid, an da, arcade da, da. raid, another one. This one was in Kent which is about an hour and a half, two hours from me. Mm-hmm. And this was found by Phil Nest for Life. Attended by Phil, myself, Will, Aaron, and Steve. I drove to Kent about 10 a.m., had coffee and a chat with Phil and his wife. His little girl, Amelia, was showing me her skills on Sonic the Hedgehog on Phil's Megatech cab. Yeah. He's bringing that girl up well. <clears throat> he's showed me around the games room and also his repair stroke console room. He's got a beautiful house in Kent, really, really nice place. Mm-hmm. loads of room in his game room for loads of cabs. It's the first game room I've ever been in that's actually got some room for more stuff to go in. <laughs> yeah. Usually, with us a lot, everything's rammed in and you haven't got any more room and they've overflowed into everywhere else. So he has got a lot of room for doing stuff, which is handy because he's going to need it. I also gave him the Asteroids bezel. Remember I polished that for him yonks ago? Yeah. Because um, it, had, it had LUFC scratched in it and you couldn't actually see through the thing very well. And he was amazed about what I'd done to it because you can polish perspex to the nth degree and get it really good so mm. he's really happy with that and he popped it on his uh on his asteroids it's now got a shiny face <laughs> yeah that's good i also gave him a nos cpo for that cabinet which i found in the invader aberdeen arcade clearance so that's mm. gonna make its uh front bit look nice as well because this is quite worn. when we arri- all arrived we all sort of met there for 11 and phil coffeed us right up right up he did <laughs> caffeine everywhere so we headed off to location in, in my car and also Steve's big van which he was using to move the stuff the place was a big a big brick built barn type of place and years ago, in the 90s I think the owner, I think he was the father of the family put a load of cabinets in there he put ping pong tables, air hockey games etc in there all for the local kids to play on it was like some sort of youth club type thing that he'd actually mm. put on for all these kids which really? was nice because apparently around there there's nothing to do. That place would have been awesome. That was definitely a kind of place I would have gone to as a kid. Definitely I would have hung out there all really? the time. But apparently the father passed away some time ago, and when the games developed faults etc., they were just put into a storage room because nobody knew how to fix them. So they just popped them away. You know, it wasn't worth getting them fixed. I suppose as the kids got older and got there, bored with them, and they got for- basically forgotten about. Um, okay. The main room was converted into a kind of gym. And the now older lads who live and hang around there still use it for, like, gym equipment. And they've got, like, punch bags and all this sort of stuff, you know. Mm. And uh, Phil was surprised when he found out about these cabs. They're only 15 minutes away from his house. It's amazing where you find arcade cabinets. Mm. So the place had about seven or eight jammer cabs of different sizes. But they were mainly 25-inch screened silver coin cabs, which right. are nice. And there was also a 19-inch variation of that same cab, and also the cabaret version, which I ended up taking away with me in the car. There was also two smaller MIDI cabinets, and on one of them had an interesting addition I've not seen for a long, long time. It was one of those boxed monitors on top. It actually fitted over the top of the the cab and over the marquee, and the marquee shone through onto a marquee on the front. And this was like a spectator monitor that sat on the top of it made the cab really, really tall. We, we unbolted it and took it off in the end. But I haven't seen one of those for years. And this was an actual thing you could buy from this company to officially fit
0: onto their cabinets. I mm,
1: haven't so it, seen just it take, for
0: ages. It just takes a feed off of the, the monitor, the original monitor does it. Yeah, as it's as well.
1: exactly what it does. It just had a, a, a chocolate block onto the, the colour sink and, and uh, ground. And it just yeah. did that. Played two monitors rather than one. Really nice. I haven't seen one of those for ages. I remember, mm-hmm. as, I remember as a kid playing on a Galaxy and it only had a top monitor a real tiny top monitor at the top yeah it's a really really vague memory that is now also got a Thunderblade sit-on cabinet you know the one that we got at Arcade Club where you when you move the joystick you actually physically push yourself around and it pivots you around on the seat (laughs) yeah have one of those in there as well he also got a nice Operation Wolf, which is quite popular with a lot of people. Not with me, I'm not too keen on it. He got that, which is really nice. I had a look at it, it was really nice conditioned uh, Operation Wolf, and he's working on the PCB at the moment. He also got a T2, Terminator 2 gun game. I still have this time, baby. <laughs> yeah. And also a decent PlayChoice 33 Bench Cab. Have you seen one of these before? No. The 33 in the play choice means how big the screen is. It's a 33-inch CRT screen. Wow. The actual screen sits in a box of its own at the back, and then in the middle you've got sort of a pedestal with your controls on a really big pedestal, and you've got a seat, a bench seat, which two people can sit at. And these things are usually not very popular because they're so big. They're huge.
2: Yeah.
1: But Phil's got enough room to keep it. And I said to him, yeah, you should keep it. They're really nice cabs if you've got the room to play it, and he has.
0: And his wife was really keen on it as well, so he's got to keep it now. I bet, I just think in the NES games at that size, they'd be a bit blocky, will not they? Mind you, you have the, the lovely glow of the CRT. Oh, yeah, so but much. this
1: is actually an arcade cabinet. Mm. So, yeah. you know, they, they probably will be a bit chunky, but it's quite far back. It's set about three or four feet back from where you're playing as well. Mm. But those CRTs, those 33 drums are massive.
0: They're really big. And I bet the thing weighs as much as a, a large planet. That that Phil, he's like he loves his NES, he's like NES for life is not
1: he? He's got it tattooed on his knuckles, well not really (laughs) but he would have if he could I think
0: He loves them.
1: Loves them Nesses. But yeah, uh, Phil's wife is really cool with this and likes all the cabs, she's really into it she's wanting to get more, which is nice Um, Steve took away the Black Pyramid Pinball which had quite a bit of playfield wear on it but looked great otherwise, just play it Mm. damn it we even found a dodgy <clears throat> 18 rated <clears throat> film with the PS2 games and I didn't have a chance to take a picture of it unfortunately. Yeah. Had lots of people on the front giving each other naked hugs. Mitch and please ah, mm. I bet it's nice though.
0: That's a nice, uh, nice film.
1: But it wasn't, I bet
0: it wasn't. <laughs> So we shifted
1: all the cabs in two halls. We had a pizza lunch laid on by Mr and Mrs. FilmNes for Life. Thanks again for that. Uh, the 25 inch cabs which were the many of them were damn heavy but us men shifted them no problem (laughs) the last cab to go on was the Thunderblade oh lordy that was an awkward heavy thing to move but we managed it Uh, after we unloaded back at his place twice there was one more piece of cab shaped puzzle to fit the cabaret cab into my VW Golf Mm. my engineer's eye was spot on of course it fitted when we took it out once and put it back in the other way around. And it mm. was quite a narrow squeak. <laughs> yeah. um, there wasn't any extra PCBs or parts there as I think the cabs got to the youth club. This is just me surmising, but I think they came from an arcade. They already had a game screwed into them and they had the marquees and the control panels from what the actual game that was in there. So they were fitted with kits, I think, years ago. And I think they just stayed in there and they were never changed until they got... you know stop working or whatever, and then we just shifted into this, this story room mm-hmm. right on the side. So yeah it was really cool. I've actually got I think Phil put on the, well, the UK VAC forum an actual list of what he got there. So this is a cab list. Mm. The Lord's Vale Play Scene 33, a Packland cab, which is a small galaxy cab with Packland mm. in it, Black Pyramid Pinball, T2 gun game, Operation Wolf gun game, a Section Z two screen cab, you one know, the, the cab above it. Which is actually yeah. one of those little galaxies with the extra monitor on top, and that had robot Policeman in it. Did it? Yeah,
0: Robocop. Uh oh. No. Yeah. We, it's, new name is robot policeman. I haven't played that for so many years. that I would like uh, to play that again, actually. Mm.
1: Uh, and a Europa Coin Jammer Cab, which is the same as a, super cu- a Superstar Deluxe Jammer Cab. Uh, Crude Busters, which is the same cab again. Speed Rumbler. Which is, I think, was in this really weird Titan cab I've never seen before. But it looked like the Titan. side, yeah, Titan. But it mm. looked like the side of a bally center. You know the one that houses Flicky. Mm. It was very similar to that. It had a weird control panel, it was a really nice looking cab. Really odd thing. I liked it a lot. I think all of us liked that one. Mm. Uh, Final fight one uh, with a Unigame marquee, which I think a bootleg of the game in. Uh, Phil also found a World Cup '90 in one of the cabs. Uh, the Sega Thunderblade sit-down, and two crappy old fruit machines you had to take away, which we were debated on setting fire to in the field and having a laugh and warming our hands on but we didn't. Someone will have them, I bet. But the thing is, we took them back, and we put them in the garage, the last thing to go in, because they're only thin, and that was the one we actually turned on in the garage and tried it out, and it made some buzzing <laughs> noise and we turned it off quickly. But it spat some money out at us as well, which Phil's little girl calls Arcade Treasure. <laughs> oh, which that's I thought nice. Was brilliant. That's good, that. Yeah, but he found quite a few 50p pieces in there, and that cabinet I I took home myself. I actually got it out of my car on my own last night when we got in about 9 o'clock. It, it just slid hard. out. It was okay, actually. It was a little heavy, mm. but I got it out, and I popped it into my garage, and I thought, oh, I better try it out. Because the stuff we tried out at Phil's, so we pulled some of the um, PCBs out, and unfortunately they weren't working properly. But I've got a theory why they weren't Phil. This is talking to you. I'll talk to you about that later. And I turned it on and everything I put a, a rubbish old football test PCB in. Only works. Ah, oh, brilliant. The monitor's got a nice screen up. It was fizzing a bit. And when I looked in the back at the anode cup, I could see little purple lightning flying out of it. I was like, "Oh, better turn that off and clean that later on. It's just a bit of moisture in, I think. That's all it is. Right. That's all it ever is with fizzing. Fizzing ah. season, isn't it? Brilliant. So that was really cool. We, we, had, we worked really hard. And I also shot Phil with uh, some garlic sauce. You shot him with some garlic well, sauce. Around the back of this place, they'd had a bonfire, and there's loads of all rubbish just lying around. And as we were walking back for the second run, I stepped on a garlic pouch and it <laughs> shot across yeah. his legs and got him all up the leg on his jeans. And it stank. It was horrible. I don't like garlic at the best of times, but it. it ugh. Sorry about that, Phil.
0: I didn't mean to shoot you with garlic. Old garlic
1: sauce. It was, well. yeah, I think it was probably out of date garlic. We found lots of cans of beer in there, which mm. were dated best before 2004. Uh so someone had a party in there quite a while ago chuck them away well we all drank them no we didn't we didn't (laughs) so yeah it was really good really good fun we worked really hard as well i mean it was hard work we got covered in in spider webs and gunk and bits of squirrel nest and just all sorts of stuff we all came away dirty but fun a lot of fun Mm. we had i mucked about quite a bit as well obviously i had to was my arcade juicy, spiders, though, are they? Proper. There was lots of spindly arcade spy- spiders. Spiders. They're <laughs> great, the aren't they? Arcade spiders. They? Yeah. They're not like normal
0: spiders. They're friendly.
1: They're not. They're horrible, skinny things. I like to bat them away. I found an arcade brush there as well. I was brushing all the
0: cabs down. Oh. That was my job, arcade made. <laughs> hey, guess what I've done, Vic? What else have you done? I have finally, well, actually, a couple of weeks ago, a 1cc Thundercross, our last feature. Just a minute. Just
1: a minute. Let me just get my bit of equipment out for you. This is for you. Okay. Yay! Well done, mate. Do you know what? What? I one CC'd it with one life. You're joking me. No. Oh, my God, you're a master.
0: So I cleared it, and then you kind of lose your concentration. Think, oh, I did that now. So I I lost, like, six lives, like, gradually in a couple of minutes. But at least I've done it. So then I could sort of put that to bed and concentrate on our next game. Just a minute. Let me give you this. I oh, oh, have you seen it with one life. Two pigs. I'm crying in
1: my tears. That is really well done.
0: Excellent, excellent and you stuff. You know you said about the US version was a dumbed-down kind oh, of I thing. I had a quick look at it, actually. I followed up for a change and had a look at it. Yeah, it's Rubbish, version two it? of the ROM, isn't it? It's not good, is it? It's actually more difficult because you don't get any, any proper power ups. Yeah, it's a bit of a broken game, I think. Why do,
1: why do they have to do that? I mean, I don't know. the Japanese, when they design a game, they really know how to design a game, don't they? Don't, mm. don't mess
0: with it, leave it alone. Yeah, I perhaps thought, oh, we're going to make it simpler, you know, because. But they
1: don't do that with any other games, do they? I mean, most games, I think 90% of arcade games were probably designed in America or Japan anyway. Mm. There's nothing wrong with them, leave them alone. Mm. Oh, well. Stupid advertising people, probably.
0: I did enjoy that game. It's one of my favourite horizontal shooters, as, as um, you know, but mm. I don't think it's as good as R-Type Leo. It's good, though. It's good. Oh, R-Type Leo's a fantastic shooter, isn't it? It's super.
1: It's super. Mm. And it's not so good as a round-the-wrong-way flying game.
0: Mm. You, you, you're making some new categories up, aren't you, <laughs> Yeah, <today>? maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Can you think of any more? Uh, not, but... You know when you did the what was the what's the section called? The section uh, the, the hardware play- heroes and also the That's, games you've never played. Ah, uh, well done. Mm-hmm. Play Choice Ten. Yes. Single screen. They they actually have one at Arcade Club. I knew I'd seen it somewhere. Well, oh, this
1: is the the players- Leisure the Leisure can't remember the name of the manufacturer. The UK manufacturer did a player's choice, Play Choice Ten. Player's machine. choice, yeah. And That's it's a one. massive screen.
0: It's Where a look, nice cab, isn't ma- it? It's probably twenty five inch something like that, maybe the screen. Yeah, yeah, big old screens.
2: Mm, yeah nice so they,
0: they've got one mm. and also
1: i understand you've popped another game you've whacked a game in your cab smashed it in the back it's of smashed a pro, it in me. the back
0: of a Lordsvale. lord's veil
1: vale. lord's vale, yeah. smashed right. it in the back of a lord Ooh.
0: <laughs> oh yeah riding two so i'm playing that again this is oh, nice the one. game that we featured in podcast 22 oh my lord yeah that was a that's long over time ago. 70 years ago do you know
1: what, what? You can't really play, I think it may be fixed now, but you couldn't play *Riding 2 in MAME for a long, long time. It wasn't available because they didn't crack mm. the decryption. I'm not even sure if it's still any good now.
0: It so is fixed. It is fixed.
1: I haven't played that game for a long time. I might pop
0: that in one of my machines myself, you know. Mm. Hmm. It's actually got extra, I think we spoke about this a long time ago, it's got extra tanks on the first level that do not feature. They're not on the one at Arcade Club. I think that's the Japanese board uh, at Arcade yeah. Club
1: do you know what there a lot of versions of that mm. there's the amstar version for american audiences there's a korean version which i think i might have and there's a japanese version i think there might be one more version a world version as well there's a u.s one that says
0: fabtech tech,
1: sorry yes not yeah. amstar fabtech yeah. yeah and i think they do differ in in um, difficulty variations
0: there are seven different types yeah, this one seems tougher, but it's just brilliant playing it in a cab.
1: I think, with riding 2, if you can do the first level without losing a life, you're good at it. I can do that. I can just about do it when I practice a bit. But the second level, I think I've done it once, maybe. That would be a good one to 1cc to one for you, because you're good at them sort of games. Oh, it's super tough. Right. super game, tough But yeah. brilliant game, I love it. Mm. That's about that section
0: covered, don't you think? Yes. Arcade News. Arcade news. I've been speaking to Mr. Hakon Arch.
1: Oh yes, our friend in Norway.
0: Yes, and he went to the Eurocade 2016 event that we couldn't make this year.
1: Oh, no, I'd love to have gone to that again. It was a really was, good event.
0: On the forums, David Hamilton Bombjack says he, he got a flight for 59 pounds like that. Really? Well, we were looking at them, they were like 160 quid, were not they? It was a lot of money, yeah. What were he so flew the- from? But he's he's up in Scotland somewhere. Bomjacks
1: so. in Glasgow, I think.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh right. So um, they went along to it, did they? It, yeah, he did. Yeah. Oh, nice one. We have yeah. a report from him about that because mm. it is a good event. It's a really good event. We have a report from Hackon. Oh, nice one. In the last. 20 minutes, I've found it, because oh, he sent brilliant. it to me last night and I was asleep. So this is the report from Hakon. Thank you very much for this. After what must have been an exhausting series of Eurocade events in recent years, the Dutch team decided to take a well-deserved rest. To the European arcade community, however, the sudden game over screen came as a big surprise. Were there no extra lives, no continues? <laughs> oh, he's good at this, isn't he? He is. Soon, the symptoms of arcade abstinence set in. Cold, magical drops of sweat. Oh, love this. Oh, Ooh, magical sweat shaking hands reaching for the ice cold beer in the empty air frantic pacing back and forth or looking for that next yellow dot fix taking hammers to garbage cans in the street uh i
1: like and, his references it's very good that. I'm getting all of them as well
0: i'm gonna nick all this there was a big sigh of relief amongst former attendees and also their friends and loved ones when it was announced that eurocade 2016 was going to be held in oldenburg germany Yay. the german arcade team led by the powerhouse that is punk rock caveman do you remember captain caveman
1: i remember punk rock caveman he looks like a young lemmy oh i think have we met him yes he was there last time he's a guy in the hat oh big big yeah. moss chops hat yeah. looks very like uh, i'm sure he likes motorhead mm. yeah
0: good guy well, he stepped up to keep the tradition going by hosting the event in the Oldenburg Computer Museum. I bet that was good. And what a weekend it turned out to be. This year, the Norwegian arcade delegation doubled in size. Wow. I was joined by Slowcade at the Oslo airport, and we flew to Hamburg and took the train from there. This was rather rather poor planning on our part, since it turned out that the Oldenburg, that Oldenburg was in a remote corner of Germany and quite a distance from where we landed. Mm, yeah, Germany is. is Germany, right? Wrong. Still, after some long, sweaty hours on the Deutschbahn, Deutsch, Deutsch, Deutsch? Deutschbahn. That's it. Deutschbahn. Yeah, we rolled into the Oldenburg train station in good spirits. Our spirits rose even higher when we realised that we had to step off the train and into the event location, as the Oldenburg Computer Museum just so happens to be in the old post-terminal building overlooking the railway. Nice, nice punk rock caveman met us with a friendly hug and a fistful of beer oh even nicer that's good gifts were exchanging and it, and it was game on friday had been used for preparations and now the crew were all ready to enjoy a deserved drink and after all the cab hauling at this point we could already tell that the event would be a great one the museum holds a permanent exhibition of cabs and pins with some eurocade worthy and well-tended classics amongst them Midway Space Invaders Namco Puckman, Ooh, Universal nice. Cosmic Allen they got to Cosmic call, Allen call, whoop, whoop. Oh god I wish I'd been there now Taito Phoenix Atari Gauntlet Sega Thunderblade which you are very familiar with now I am yeah And then bits it's all metal I suppose isn't it they're like It's the, a big framework yeah it's yeah. quite heavy mm, I've sat on it but never actually looked at it <laughs> Don't lift it
1: don't you don't have to mm. just don't lift it
0: Oh, Sega Afterburner as well. To name a few, they all sat there waiting for us. The original idea behind Eurocade, namely bring your own favourite cab, was not neglected this year. The machines bought by the attendees were all placed in a designated area by the bar, which meant that socialising, drinking and gaming could all take place in one room. Yeah. Brilliant after a couple of quick drinks, so we quickly realised that we were really, really old men in need of sleep. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So we headed for the hotel so that we'd be all rested for the main day. Next morning, we woke up and had breakfast with Jochen and Jenny Hipple. He's the guy that does the save kits. Jochen, yeah, he's a very clever guy. Jochen, sorry, I said Mm -hmm. Jochen, sorry. And their baby. Oh! As as well as Anunnaki, Patrick and Laszlo, before we walked to the location. When we arrived at the bar area... It was packed with cabs. Atari Centipede, Williams Defender, Nintendo Donkey Kong, Midway Galaga, <laughs> Crazy Kong in a Zack Star, Zack Star, oh, Zachariah, yeah, Star Splash cab, Atari Star Wars, Rocco Nibbler, Taito Ice Cold Beer, Midway Space Sap, Zachariah Scramble, Midway Gorf, and Midway Wizard of War. You like Wizard of War, I don't love
1: it? that game, yeah.
0: Mm, it's a good game. All bought out from a Gloomy private game room and storage spaces for everyone's enjoyment at Eurocade. The day went too fast. Slowcade showed me me who was wearing the blue trousers (laughs) in Donkey Kong. (laughs) I got to meet a lot of friends from earlier events and was fortunate enough to make new ones. Adjacent to the bar was a small balcony that peered out over the railway lines. So that sounds nice. And here I got to drink beer and hang out with Myrto from Denmark, Chris from Belgium, Grit from Germany, Bomb Jack from Scotland and Jairus from Holland. Topics spanned from nerdy nitpicking on cab variants (laughs) to fishermen's tales about the arcade experience of our childhoods. At 1800, which is six o'clock, you you just take 12 off and you get the time. That's Euro time. Mm. All cabs were switched off and we served some real German Kraftkost. That's some kind of beer, is it? I expect so before posing for the group photo after all after which it was was declared that the formal program was over and that the event would transform into a party Yay. personally I felt like being at a party before it came to that declaration but now the jukebox was turned up and the beer was flowing even more freely gaming became social with people stifling around Donkey Kong machine which had been set to the wild barrel hack what is that?
1: it's a thing that can put on there to practice the wild barrels. He's clever like that, him.
0: Right. I've never heard of that.
1: Well, you wouldn't, because it's on his part of his kit. So he's, he's put lots of extra options in there that weren't originally in the game.
0: Right, Very clever. Oh, it's clever, him. Only Anunnaki of Holland, being the formidable player that he is, made it to the top of the screen. Another hit was the four-player tong- pong table. I saw this. Ooh. This is, I think this is, I think it's Quadra Pong cocktail. Yeah, that's a great machine. 1974, 1973. I was one. Beautiful machine. There is a beautiful irony in the fact that the most primitive game in the building was the one that had the most people shouting, cursing, laughing and smiling and getting carried away. That happens at Arcade Club when we're all playing Warlords.
1: It is a lot of fun, that game.
0: There were six of us, no, actually, five of us playing it the other week and the guy that was out first, got his castle blown blown up first, had to go. And the next person sat on the sofa and we just played. It's great. Excellent. It was long into the wee hours before we decided to crawl back to the hotel. There was no, no doubt in our overly stimulated minds <laughs> that Eurocade had been the most perfect. Eurocade 2016 had been the most perfect. Almost, you say. Well, there was this nagging sense that something or someone was missing this year. I know. Oh, look, I have Mm. two boys from Britain going on about biscuits and custard creams (laughs) and Gallagher and just how great Eurocade really is. And it would have been perfect. 10 next year, boys, next year. Well, thank you, Hakom Arch, for that. That was absolutely brilliant. His writing is very good, isn't it? Especially for uh, someone whose English isn't
1: his first language. That's fantastic. Thank you very much, mate. That's awesome. Well, if it is somewhere closer, because yeah, that Oldenburg is um, is right out of the way in Germany. It's right in the far corner. It's quite a way. And for us to get there, we'd have had to take planes, trains, automobiles, space hoppers, and probably skateboards. Mm. So it would have been a bit of a pain for us to get there. And if I'd gone to Germany, I would like to have gone and got that Ladybug cabinet yeah. as well, that Ladybug Walmart. And I don't know where, I can't remember where that about. It's in Germany That is, I've, I'm going to be working on getting that to this country. I really want that cabinet. So I'm going to get onto that, I think, and get it, get it flown over somehow. Other things have been happening around the world. Underground Retrocade in Chicago, which I've been to. Scott Lambert runs that place. Absolutely brilliant. Really cool arcade. They had a Fix-It Felix kill screen coming up. If you're interested, uh, there might be a kill screen in a couple minutes. (laughs) Um. Uh, A guy called... Right, here we go. Paul Coalsism. I hope I've said your name right, Paul. Uh, He got 292,000 on Fix-It Felix and got to level 39, which has got a programmed kill screen on it. That's good, though. That. The screen fills up with garbage and then resets itself. I'll actually watch Ooh. him do it. Brilliant.
0: That's, that's a really good score in that game as well. I've got about 40,000, I think. I've got no patience for that game. Oh, but I like it. I like it a lot. I'm going to have to give it another go. Mm. Mm. Oh, John Studley will be doing a UK versus USA perfect pac attempt in November. With a recent US Pac Man champ Dave Cruz at the Free Play Florida event. Oh, nice one. Which he goes to every year, I think. There should be a live stream too from the event, which we will post as soon as we have it. Here we go again. Yeah, I was talking to
1: John. When I went to the Smart Meet, I was talking to Tony about it. I think Tony's going as well because he's the world champion of Missile Command. Mm. He usually goes with John, they have a bit of a, a man's holiday, a bro holiday. Come on, John.
0: Come on, lad. Come on.
1: Sorry. So, Phil Murray has made a Moon Crestor high score save and a track mode in free play. Yay. I've also asked him to add in an auto-destructor routine whenever I've been made to play it. <laughs> <A> special button. <laughs> I love Moon Crestor. So, there's also going to be an Alpha One, Oliver Moazesi, uh, meeting sometime soon. It's going to be invite only due to space constraints because this is his house and he's not got mm-hmm. too many cabs actually there. So he's put a list of what's going to be there, but he's not quite sure he's going to swap a few in or out yet. But that'll be quite fun. There's not been a date given yet, so I can't really say if I'm going or not. But if if the date is uh, agreeable with me, I'm definitely going. Mm, Brilliant. You should come down for that one. It'd be good. It's a long way, isn't it? Come stay with me.
0: It's Southampton, isn't it? Yeah, it's not far from me. Mm. So if you get to me the night before, it'd be great. I'll see what the date is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we don't know yet. See what's going on. Yeah. Mm. It is a good thing I found. How the FBI made winners don't use drugs, the arcade motto of the nineties. Can you remember that oh, splash screen? It's green? everywhere, wasn't it, on games? Yeah. Winners don't use drugs. Hmm <laughs> Some of them do. Tell that to the
1: Olympics. Ooh, yeah. ooh, oh controversial. I wonder if that logo appears on Williams's narc.
0: So ironic, wouldn't it? I think it does. <laughs> oh, Well done. Mm. I was amazed by the graphics on that narc when I saw it. Mm. I st- still remember the time when I saw that. I'm thinking, that's not possible. That's just, that's like lifelike. It doesn't look it now. But at the time, the little animated characters I thought was amazing. They're really well animated, aren't they? Mm. That is Doc Mac's favourite game. I think he's a world champion on that as well. Surprise, surprise. surprise. Mm. Such a good gamer, isn't he? Mm. Bandai Namco had to release a Pac-Man Smash Air Hockey Slimline version. Like smaller maybe for children or smaller you know to fit in smaller spaces then if have you seen this no i haven't is it an air hockey game it is i've played i haven't played it i've seen it in blackpool it is a massive thing with like a little kind of one of them stands what are them stands called that go over the top of them a stand yep it's got one of them on it mm. so it looks like a massive unit okay. so it, it must be a really popular game if they're producing a small one as well oh mm, okay Mm. more mini arcade machine madness from a few weeks ago we're on about a little tiny arcade machine this one is even smaller yes you know the size of a raspberry pi zero yeah i've got a few yeah well that that is the back of this arcade that's the back door of the cab isn't it yeah it's so it's i don't know is it like
1: 12
0: centimeters high no way smaller than that is it it's
1: 6.72 centimeters tall Oh no. It's about two and a half inches. I love this. It's really impractical, but damn awesome nonetheless. (laughs) The maker actually quoted saying it was a lot of trouble to build and only marginal fun to play.
0: (laughs) Because you can't even. The screen is less than an inch. Yes,
1: the screen was 0.97 of an inch across the diagonal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's great though. It's
0: great. But unfortunately, not a CRT. (laughs) Mm. Right, our new section, not arcade news. Because mm-hmm. we like to discuss other things that are not arcade Briefly yeah, they, They've got bits to do with the arcade Yeah the rest of the world mm-hmm. yeah. Have you seen The Dara O'Brien show Go 8-bit
1: I've only seen a few clips of it On YouTube But I was mm-hmm. aware of the original Go 8-bit Which was actually a thing done live in a club I think oh. in London I was told about it years ago And it was some guys did it and it was eventually picked up And changed to make into a, a TV game show Mm. Uh, it was quite nice. I've seen a few clips on YouTube. I haven't seen the full program yet. I'm not even sure what time it's on, because I don't really watch a lot of TV, especially live TV. Um, mm. It was quite nice to see wee Susan Kalman, who's a comedian, mm-hmm. uh, playing Tetris on a dude's T-shirt. Yeah, uh, And Marka Br- Marcus Brigstock and Gina Yashier were playing head-to-head on Sonic 2. It seems fun, but a little bit samey to a lot of comedy panel game shows. Uh, still yeah. nice to see, though. And I like the TV channel Dave is use of 8 and bit graphics for their titles for that game, for that, that programme.
0: Mm, They're really I've, cool. I've, you can watch it on, I think it's UK TV Play, which is like the catch-up channel for oh, get, yeah. uh, okay. Dave, something like that. I think the titles are the best thing about it, to be honest. Yeah. it's It reminds me, you can remember the 80s show Generation Game? I do, yeah. Welcome to the Generation Game. It's nice to see you, to see you. Yes! Yes. It's it's kind of like that. They're playing like Tetris blindfolded. They're playing Buster Move with electrodes electrodes attached to three people. Ooh. So there's a there was a person in front of the guy dressed up as a Street Fighter character. Two people to <laughs> left and right. So they're touching them to move the okay. to move to move the pointer left and right. And then the, he's tapping the guy on the head to shoot the ball up into. The... Sounds so a bit it's, convoluted, doesn't it? Yeah, it's it's a. It's a comedy game show featuring very vaguely featuring games that, and they're all really bad at the games. It's never good to watch people playing games badly. It's painful, isn't it? Mm, I'm not so keen on it, to be honest. But it's it's, it's comedy. all we got? got. I know it's comedy. Mm. So if you like comedy, you can watch it. But I'm not so keen. I don't know. It kind of, I kind of think it should be better the gamers should be better. Do you know what I mean? How dare they be rubbish at games? I know. Get you it's on there, me, show them how to play stuff. It's me being stupid, but I'm not so keen, to be honest. <laughs> I think the second episode was better than the first, a bit more, bit more games and less mucking about. Mm-hmm. It's us, it's me. It's me being gamist. Is that a word, Gamist. Yes. Let's mm. pretend it is. Yeah, okay. Mario <laughs> is on the new Apple phone. I saw this. It's it's basically
1: mm-hmm. a runner game with Mario, mm. and this is uh, this is Nintendo's first foray into mobile gaming. Mm. Obviously, that's where a lot of people are heading this time. Yeah, uh, it looks well made. Nintendo, obviously, good quality, but I can't be asked to play on a phone with swipey no. rubbish. I want a joystick and some buttons, man.
0: Mm, We've talked about that before, haven't we?
1: Yeah, not for us.
0: Sonic's, been on, Sonic's had a, a, a runner for a couple of years now, an endless runner, they call them, which is all right. Yeah. I actually installed it to play it a bit before this podcast, and then every day at about midday, the phone goes da-da-da-da-da or something, and it says Daily Challenge, so I uninstalled it because I didn't want that stupid thing. No. You can't even like, tell.
1: Those up. kind of games are for bored teenagers, I think, on a bus. And I'm certainly not a teenager, and I don't ride the bus very often. Mm. Not for me. Not for me.
0: Well, more than anything, it shows the direction that Nintendo are going in. I think. Oh, there is also a, a well. I actually looked at this. There's new
1: versions of the latest gen consoles. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: I'm not sure yeah. if I'm bored or or of the new consoles or tired. You decide. Yeah. But, yeah, this new PS4, apparently. I saw this on a tweet to Maximum Phil of the Maximum yes. Maximum Parrot podcast. And I, he tweeted an advert for it. Uh, it's a slightly smaller PS4. And I asked what was different about it, because it, I think it's more money. And apparently it's got more storage capacity, 4K output, and so on. I told him I'd only be interested in if it played on a 12-inch black and white TV through RF. And he replied <laughs> in a negative. Oh, well,
0: looks like I'm not getting a PS4, then. Yeah, we've we've got a little link here that is supposed to compare all the stats, but they all look the same to me. Well, I noticed that. I look at it the other night, and they're supposed to be
1: different in inverted commas. Mm. They're almost exactly the, the the Xbox One and the PS4 are almost the same machine. I mean, like yeah. for like, they've got very similar graphics capabilities, they've got very similar storage, very similar processors it's almost exactly the same i'm not sure i don't understand modern gaming not, <laughs> the, not PS4, it, no.
0: the ps4 is regarded to be the best the most powerful system but if you look at it the xbox one's got more powerful everything yeah. until you get to the ram where i suppose that's the big difference where the Maybe. ps4's got faster ram yeah. Mm, but yeah we're not bothered <gasps> <sighs> <laughs> that was actually a yawn. Sorry, that's a proper yawn. Hmm. My mate Phil Wheatley has released C sixty four blast Blaster free e mag. You can download this. I was, I was going to say working with him, but really not. We were doing a an e mag a few years ago called the Retro Games News. It, well, he did the mag. I, I did a couple of articles for it, and I really liked the magazine, but it didn't. It didn't really carry on after about seven issues. But you can check that out as well somewhere. The Retro Games News. And this one is the Retro Games News slash C64, and he's got an interview the Jeff Minter interview. Actually. Do you know
1: what? I haven't had a chance to look at it properly, but I looked at the Jeff Minter interview last night. Mm. I was up like I was up late doing the notes. It's really mm. good. I I, mm-hmm. I obviously been playing some uh, Vic Twenty games recently because I've got a Vic Twenty working now. Yeah, and I've been playing some Vic Twenty games and some obviously Llamasoft and my favourite developer back in the day. Just just Jeff, it was. Absolutely mm. brilliant game. Some really real gems in
0: there. Real gems. This is a great little magazine. About fifty pages. Got Barbarian interview. Jeff Minter. Eurydium.
1: Saw Iridium in there as well. Yeah, the Staff of
0: Carnath. I I finished that game.
1: Did you? When I was a kid. Yeah, it was a. Oh, what was the developer called again? Can't remember. It was that? That's right. And it was um, it was a sort of adventure type thing to pick things exactly. up and go find- It was really good. I did it.
0: I was so upset, because I was a C64 fanboy, I was so upset that the game, I think that was the first game Ultimate did, and it wasn't, I didn't think it was as good as the Ultimate games like Jetpack and Jetman and Underworld and Sabrewolf. But it didn't have the atmosphere of those brilliant Spectrum classics, and I was gutted, because I wanted to say to my playground mates, "Oh, we've got this game and you haven't. Probably. <laughs>
1: Okay, I think that's about all the stuff for the news. Ooh. Arcade
0: pickups. I have got memories of, of a, retro- a retro gamer. Oh, that song. Can't good, get- it? Yeah. I try not to think nice about it was, too much. No, don't. you will get
1: stuck in my head again. It's a new one. We're good at singing, aren't we? No. No. But I'm a bit annoyed. I haven't got that yet.
0: Yeah, Andrew Foster's in the book. The musician Andrew Foster is part of the RGDS podcast, mm-hmm. Memories of a Retro Gamer. So I've downloaded the PDF because I didn't want a coffee table book because do you know why? I
1: have got a coffee table.
0: Uh, I have got a coffee table. Got neither. A tea. <laughs> Wife's got a tea table which puts tea on. That would be... You wouldn't like that though, would you? No, I don't, I don't not even... Being a
1: tea. not being a tea
0: race I don't go, go anywhere near that table. It's rubbish. So, yeah, I haven't read it to be honest yet. I've got it... I've got it. It's in my download folder, so I shall read that. Excellent. Looks a good read.
1: Anything else you've been buying lately?
0: Um, I'm scrolling just, down. Just
1: say no quickly.
0: You've got loads of pickups
1: in I case. know. I want to get onto them. Hurry up. Okay, nothing. Sorry. Okay, right. So I've been holding our end up. <laughs> I got a VIC-20 PCB to replace my so-called broken one. I thought my PCB was broken the PCB in my original VIC-20 was broken because it wasn't displaying on my PVM monitor with composite AV cables. Mm-hmm. Turns out the VIC-20 is a slightly different pinout from the Commodore 64, which I bought the cable for originally. If your wire isn't quite standard, which mine isn't. And it does display, but still has a problem. I think because of the BIOS, but I'm not sure about that. It might be the basics knackered on it. Also, the carts work okay in it. So it's obviously something the computer not booting, but the carts don't use those parts. So the cartridges Mm -hmm. are okay on it. I finally got around to checking out Dig Dug that one of our lovely listeners got for me. And I can't remember who it was such a long time ago. I've been wanting to play it for ages. I actually bought the VIC-20 just for that reason. Yeah. But I've also... uh, They play in the top left-hand corner, though. Right in the corner. So I'm not sure why it's doing that. So anyone who's a VIC-20 expert knows about that, give us a shout, will you? But I connected my VIC-20 up to the SD to IEC adapter. You know I got for this Commodore 64, which emulates a disk drive? You can put loads of ROMs on. Yeah. But it also works on the VIC-20, which is oh. really cool. So one you can use for both. And I played a few unexpanded games because a VIC-20, to play some of the later games, you need an uh, expansion RAM pack. But the unexpected, unexp- unexpanded games on a VIC-20 are 3.5 kilobytes. Wow. But they're really good. I also found, and this really pleased me, I found a fruit machine simulator game I used to play with my dad when I was about 10. Yeah. Uh, flooded with good memories. This is Vegas Jackpot. It was released on Mastertronic. It's oh, I played that. It's such a good little game as well. I think it was released on other formats, but that was the only game my
0: dad was interested in because he used to like playing fruit machines when I was younger. Uh, yeah, it was really good. I played that on the Commodore 64 a lot with me mates. We used to have a, used to go around their houses, or you know we used to take it in turns with this game, and we had like a bag of two pences, and we used to bet two pences on it. <laughs> two it was pence. Great, he's great. But I need—I've also
1: contacted a guy in America called Doc Tronic who does RAM expansions, modern RAM expansions for the Vic Twenty, and you mm. can expand it up to a mind-blowing thirty-five K. Feel the power, of the Vic Twenty too much, to be honest. So. It's far too much. Do you know mm. what? you can't? There's only one game that takes full advantage of all that memory. Guess what it is? Vegas Jackpot 2. No. No. Doom. <laughs> Doom? On the Vic 20. No way. I kid you not. Check it out. Have a look. God. Yeah, it looks really good. It's got music and everything. Wow. It's really clever. I got some Jammer 56-pin fingerboards to make Jammer adapters for something I bought for the both of us ages ago. Mm. And I will endeavour to get around to doing that. Ew. Something for you in there, son, and for me. Ooh. I also used one of the new fingerboards to make up an adapter for one of my pickups, a Galaxian multi-board, which the wonderful Macro Mike Coates developed a few years ago, and the equally wonderful Phil Murray fitted the kit to my midway Galaxian PCB. It is brilliant. It's going yeah. to be a permanent fixture in my little jammer cab with a jammer switcher and another multi-game board in there as well. Ah, oh, good. Play some good games on that machine, on that uh, that, that multi. Mm. I also got Big Blue, the original Vectrex game from CNP at the Smart Meet. It's the box, the cartridge, instructions, overlay. It just hasn't got the code on the cartridge yet. I'll be burning that. I think he, uh, Chris is going to burn that and send it to us later there when it's actually finished. But he's nearly finished his game now. Oh, and it brilliant. looks sweet as a nut. It's I really, really like good. that. It's a really good little game. I also got from the same me some Peter Invader Davies Memorial stickers for my two cabs I got from the Aberdeen Clearance. Mm -hmm. Uh, They will be stuck on when I've fully restored both the cabs. Mm -hmm. Right then. Proper, full-on arcade get number one. (laughs) You get. You get. This is a nice cabaret silver coin cabinet from the Kent raid yesterday. Weirdly for me, it's the only thing so far from the RAID that actually works. Mm. Hopefully, when Phil and his daughter Amelia get around to testing all the cabs and that are now safely in his garage, they will be operational too. There is a fizzing and a bit of arcing from the anode cap on the cab monitor, but it seems to work okay with my rubbish for all test PCV I think I said about it earlier. Mm. This can be sorted with a hairdryer, don't you know? See, oh. we haven't got any tech tips this week. I'll do a quick one now. <laughs> at certain times of the year I call them the fizzing season uh, CRT monitors will make a sort of high pitched fizzing noise and what happens is moisture in the air gets into and under the anode cap where all the big volts are on a monitor and what it does is the, the, the moisture in there it's not a lot to be honest it's not gushing with water it makes a fizzing and little bits of arcing, electric, lightning basically, come out of underneath the anode cap. That's why there's a suction cup on there to keep the electric in. That's that's a really mm. simplified way of saying it, but that keeps the electric in. Mm. Um and it's fizzing. But what you can do to fix it is you can either you can either take the anode cam off carefully with the cab off and use all the correct equipment to doing it. You have to be careful doing this. Warning. Mm. Um, and you can fix it with a hairdryer. What you do is just blast a hairdryer over the hole, and it clears
0: out all the water. It just evaporates all the water in there.
2: Mm.
0: And then put it back on, it would be fine. You know, on your riding 2 PCB that I've got in my cab, Yes, you've written on the bubble wrap, uh, sound is hissing. Yes. It, it's not on mine, it's fine. Really? Yeah. I think it might be a
1: problem. Here. You know, my ponies had a problem with the minus 5 volts on the jammer on the switching power supply, it lost 5 volts. I think it might be a problem with that. Because I've also got another arcade. I just fit this one in here. I forgot about this. I bought another two switching power supplies with the minus 5 volts on. And Mm. I've replaced both of them in there now. So maybe that won't happen. Maybe it's the minus 5 volts because some sound circuits need it. Mm. That's good then. I'm glad that works perfectly then. Just hisses Mm. on my cabs. But obviously, when I have that one back, eventually, it won't hiss on there. That'd be cool. Mm, oh, that's yeah. nice to know. I fixed it for you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, yeah, it's uh, the cab officially goes in a VW Golf as well, as long as you put it in the correct way around. Cab Tetris in a car. Cab Tetris. I also took a nice, and this is the, the correct phraseology for it, it was an Aeroflop Tony Temple-styly selfie with mm. the cab behind me in the, in the car. I've put it on the website for people to look at. And also if you're ever doing some madness like this like transporting a massive cabinet in your little car I want mm. to see these please send in your cab selfies mm-hmm. they're yeah. a lot of fun and and when tony when tony gets a cabinet he always takes a picture of himself with it in the back with a daft look on his face which is <laughs> quite good now this one is arcade get number 2 oh. I've procured and paid for another cabinet that I've been after for a while just got to sort the delivery. Trying to t- talk to Red Wing Couriers on Monday about it. I cannot wait for this cab. And it is a... Yeah? We'll talk about Excellent. that then.
0: Excellent.
1: Let's keep them waiting for this one. Because mm. that'll be probably the next next pickup. I do. So, if there's nothing else from you, and I can't remember anything else I bought, possibly. Mm. I think I bought some little components for my Asteroids Poorly PCB. To try and yeah. fix that, and it didn't really do much good, so not really worth telling about that one. Yeah, that's about it for the pickups. Some epic pickups this time, really good. Bit, bit of
0: a slow, slow week for you, Vic. I expect more than that. Yeah, definitely.
1: On, on your free PDF, you got, <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: Listener feedback feedback. So, the first one is John Singletary. Thank you for the epic shout out on the podcast. Great episode, as always. I've got a little parcel ready to roll for you. Oh, that's for me. Ooh. Just need an address, and it'll be en route from the US of A, which I have sent in my address. In the meantime, you should really jump on this, though, and he's give me a link to the LTO Flash, the left-turn-only Flash, which is a Flash cartridge for the Intellivision, so you can put all the ROMs on there.
0: Oh, I didn't know that I've been that waiting
1: existed. for years for this to come out. It's only just come out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so, yeah, a Flash cart for ultimate Intelli goodness take care sing Oh, he's also put on the end of this P.S. you mixed me up with one of your mates so you mentioned me as Mark Singletary in the podcast today one of your high score guys is named Mark Singleton easy mistake to make no worries I'll ship as soon as I get an address for you mm. thank you very much Andrew Hannay, a bit disappointed with your dislike for Hunchback I remember finding that game on a station platform back in the 80s while waiting for a train and playing it to death with a friend it's in my main selection menu for sure keep up the excellent podcast Mm.
0: Chris from Binary, the Binary Star which is Alpha Centauri I think listening now thanks for mentioning the Nox DC what's DC? Death Chase on the Death Vectrex. Chase sorry and, and the Galaxy Wars Space Launcher again hope you enjoy the games love the joystick that you sent him you sent him one of your joysticks didn't you? Yes I did mm. it's beautiful lovely. and he sent a photo
1: Yep, nice one mm-hmm. Alex Chucky Egg who's been poorly is getting better great podcast guys and thanks for the get well wishes the last two days have been a big improvement for me and feel almost back to normal now really enjoyed this podcast and enjoyed the nintendo section on play choice 10 it's very strange to release their console games into the system especially when they had less colors than the nes versions it doesn't make sense the golden era for nintendo for me in the arcades finishes with super punch out really enjoyed this podcast i tend to agree with him there Mm. i enjoy it do you enjoy it what's that podcast I like the podcast. It's pretty good.
0: Mm. Them, them two guys that do it are really good, aren't they? I'm
1: not too sure about the co-host.
0: <laughs> Sean tags the tag. Listen to the podcast today. Great, and I like Thundercross. I have a feeling that this was an influence on the Thunder Force series. I think so too. Mm. And he asked me about Thunder Force three or any Thunder Force game, and I have played them. This Mega Drive thing, in it, yes, I have played them, but. The only thing I remember about them is fantastic graphics and scrolling sort of parallax backgrounds, but I'll have to have another go of them. Yeah, on we'll remember emulator. we good. Also from Tagster is put, I would like to say thank you for the 10 pence podcast. The band from sections you cover are great and also very interesting. I've been working backwards through the podcast for a couple of months now, mm-hmm. and the long drives to work and back uh, is, is also a help. And always put also in the last Thundercross episode there was no in your face moment to sean why oh charlie Farr beat me didn't he in your face i've moved to australia seven years ago from the midlands uk and being 43 that's the best age to be i'm i'm 46 now oh 47 in a couple of months oh better get your present yeah thank you and I got hooked on arcades from the seaside trips up up to North Wales and Blackpool in the late 70s and 80s I even went to the fun shit that was on that raid a few years back the Duke of Lancaster
1: that's the one Duke of Lancaster raid Mm. brilliant nice one wow I'd love to have gone there
0: and he's said, and he's put a picture, my favourite game of all time is Sega Outrun, and he's currently close to restoring a rare red Australia build from Leisure and Allied Industries. Now, looking at this picture... It's different-looking cab, isn't it? It's a, even
1: though I'm not it, too keen on Outrun, that is a beautifully restored cabinet. Is it, slight,
0: is it me, or is it slightly more curvy? It's curvy at the back. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Like a, like a, like a lovely curvy thing.
1: It looks brilliant, that. It's really nice. Such
0: a bright, beautiful-looking cabinet he's done there. Well done, sir. Mm. He says, over the last few years, I've been creating artwork using the 3DS. Yeah? For Walter Day's Superstars of Video Game Card Series. And last year, I received a card myself, which I've seen, for supporting. I've drawn 20 to 30 cards now. He's a talented guy, this guy. You know what he hasn't drawn? Us. Mm Mm-hmm. Can you draw us and send it to Walter Day and say, these are the premier yeah. guy. Idiots. UK. Premier UK arcade idiots. Idiot wafflers. <laughs> I also paint trainers and pumps in my spare time. I, 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 I love these. He's, these, I'm
1: going to put these pictures on the website for people to see. I hope he doesn't mind. He has done some shinobi little shoes. And some be altered beast he's painted these like sort of training shoes they look like sort of karate slippers don't they mm. wow they're amazing he's they're awesome. so
0: good he's just finished r-type shoes as well
1: oh i want to see them
0: yeah if you look on his facebook page you on there they are really good yeah he's, he's really talented this guy yeah don't you hate people who are that talented no, i'm really i'm really talented aren't i, I mean, kind of sometimes maybe
1: no
0: <laughs> okay then moving on thank you for that feedback tagster brilliant thank you very much
1: oh he says he's going to return to visit the uk next uh next year and we'll have a go to play blackpool arcade club great to say hello yes tell us when you're coming i'll try and get up there we'll meet you we'll Bring us some slippers yay yay they're really good <laughs> A Stuart Time Warp? Well, that explains it. I never submitted my score for Thundercross, as the copy on my board seemed to have problems. After an hour, I gave up playing in pure frustration. I finally got round to listening to your podcast, and it sounded like I was playing an entirely different game. Even the levels were different. Then you got to the trivia, and it appears my version is a dumbed-down version you mentioned. My first level was the city. The second was the caverns. You couldn't control the option pods. I always started with the little baby bombs. To add to this, it's as buggy as hell. Sometimes you'll crash into a parrot rather than pick up. Also, at the end of level boss would we'll sometimes fire invisible bullets. You'd hear them fire but couldn’t see the shots often resulting in mid-air collisions with nothing. And like your version, about one game in four would end with the game freezing between level transitions. I finally managed to complete my second level boss with two lives remaining, only for it to freeze. That was the last draw and I turned it off. Harumph! Still, it was kind of fun, so I look to get an original copy of this one
0: day. Something else about that Thunder Cross dumbed down version. Mm-hmm. There's an extra baddie that appears every so often, and it fires a bullet that homes in on you, and you have to be moving immediately to dodge the bullet. Oh, if that you leave sucks, it, man. I oh know. If you leave it a second, and then try and dodge it, you, you don't get enough space, and you die. That it's a much awful. It's a much harder game, and it is crap. Yeah. Mm. <clears throat> Let's give it a. <whistles> Disapproving sheep says
1: Yeah, disapproving sheep
0: Ooh. Ooh. That sounded more like a Kenneth Williams sheep It's supposed to be It is a, a sheep, but it sounds Like a duck, doesn't it? Yeah Shout out
1: Right, this is one from Hannes, who's continually Looking out for warm arcade machines for me In most parts of Europe Brilliant. I was sent in, an info on a Cosmic Zero Hour in the same kind of cabinet as my Cosmic Aliens. I would love to have had it, but it was very expensive, €600, Euros, plus the delivery fees and all the, the guff to get it from Germany blew it right away for me. So thank you, Hannes, for looking. Mm. All the guys at Martin's Smart Meat 5 and his family and a dog mm. hosting a great little event. Really enjoyed it. Brilliant. Oh, especially... To Martin, for before the event, I got there a little bit early. Uh, he tested my centipede PCB I got, which doesn't work unfortunately, and also the jammer switcher I bought, and working out the actual pinout for me because it's got a bit missing on it—the actual button to to twink the games over—and he, he found out which two connections I needed to do to do that. And also Phil Murray, who was at the same meet, for doing the Galaxian multi-game for me. Mm. Phil also popped by Monday evening as the multi-game had a flu- few glitches I told him about and he's taken it back to have a gander at it. He also had a look at my EEPROM burners, which have always been sporadic. and I can either sometimes burn EPROMs with them and sometimes not. They're a pain in the bottom. Oops. Uh, Phil nez for life and his lovely family and also his dog. Dogs appear heavily in arcade meets. Uh, for the great day out yesterday and all the UK Vackers who were there to help too
0: this was steve aaron and will i'm going to give a shout out and me and me and me and me yeah f- from for rob mcmullen from the atari podcast
1: the atari player missile podcast
0: yeah he's he's talking about giving it up mm because well. it, the the matter what you can tell he's not done one since beginning of april and the amount of work he puts into each episode you can tell it's massive Yeah, he puts lots of research into the magazines and stuff he reviews yeah and and the the show notes are fantastic as well i think we've mentioned them before
1: yeah he does it all on his own as well he hasn't got a, a an idiot to bounce off like me or you mm.
0: yeah <laughs> all i can say is say that any way you like <laughs> thank you thanks Pete. all i can say is don't give up rob continue in some form maybe a, a smaller podcast but don't give up we love it we love yeah. it man I, I listen all the time when it's released maybe just do uh,
1: a game and a magazine review for a podcast and do a monthly maybe if you've got the time mm. and also keep playing our games with us we like you yes. yeah it's great part of, of the team
0: guess what what we're having two babies <gasps> <gasps> but, but, but maximum Paul from maximum power up is having a baby boy scheduled scheduled you can schedule these babies february february 2017 yay i think that might be his wife well done both of you maximum
1: paul and maximum mrs paul Mm. well done sir and madam lewis
0: batcave he's having a baby as well he hasn't got time for a baby he needs to be hosting batcave events in march 2017 bloody heck is there something in the northern water
1: yeah. Well, yay for those lovely people too. Yay. It's, it's not him. It's his partner. Yeah, but both yeah. of them. Well done. Mm, That's well done, guys. Brilliant news. Lots of small people coming to the world. Brilliant. brilliant. More future gamers. Mm-hmm. Oh, also, Scott Lambert, who runs the Underground Retrocade in Chicago, he knows why he's getting a shout-out. And we will discuss it in a later pickup. Wow. Yay. Mm. There are no tech tips. I haven't had time. I've been so busy. Mm. And also, at 1.30am last night, I wrote on the show notes, it's 1.30am and I need to be up for 8. Mm. So I didn't have time to do those.
0: Yeah. we're uh, You're out today and I'm out today, so we need to record this early, don't we? We so. do,
1: and I've got to start... As soon as we finish, I've got to start editing. So uh, oh, hurry God.
0: up. Come mm. on. Right, let's get this musical interlude done then. Okay. And this is? This is great, actually. It's the first level from a game called Scud Race, also known as sega super gt from
1: 1996 oh good old sega music brilliant
0: and it's it's very outrunning. it's awesome but i also want to say you know you get these vivid arcade memories yeah i remember first seeing scud race and being amazed by the graphics this is 1996 there was reflections on the car as you were drifting around the corner Mm. and i looked at a youtube video and it's not so great now but at the time i was absolutely stunned by how good these graphics were on the game.
1: Yeah, Sega did lots of uh, 3D effects back then, didn't they? They had all the mm-hmm. hardware to do 3D effects.
0: Super mm-hmm. duper.
1: Okay. Awesome so. music as well. Can you press play on that? Their tape recorder. the music done let's Mm -hmm. do the the meat part of this uh meat and potatoes podcast featured game review and it sounds like this Flight Beaks! And the swallows have sharpened
2: their beaks.
0: <laughs> beaks. yeah.
1: Right, the game info. This game is Sky Kid. Sky kiddo Oh my god. I think it's was pronounced Sky kiddo mm. in Japanese. Namco 1985. Brilliant time of arcade games. Pac <laughs> hardware, surprise, surprise, just look at the game, you can see that a mile away. But uses Dragon Buster video hardware. This is a good old M6809 main processor. And mm. also has a custom 8 channel programmable sound chip. It's one or two players simultaneous. Oh my word! And uses an 8 way joystick and two buttons. One button is shoot, and one is loop the loop, stroke drop bomb, stroke panic button. Don't panic! Don't panic! <laughs> it also has a nonsense story. Mm. Baron and Max are two impish and naughty pilots that grew up in Birdland, a peaceful and free country of birds. Suddenly, in one day, the country was attacked by the Me-azukin, MechaZukin. Mekazukin. MechaZukin. I like an, that. An army that loves fighting. The fate of Birdland is uncertain as the Mekazukin invade with several tanks, aircraft, and other machines. Having confidence. Baron and Max stood up to the fight against the Mechazukin Army, each piloting a Namco Flyer, a plane designed for maximum manoeuvrability to scout areas. Baron and Max became known as Sky Kids. I believe the characters are Dozy D, Beaky Mick and Titch. Mm. What band is that? That's Dave D, Beaky Mick and Titch from the 60s. I don't think they flew Namco planes. Uh, This sounds, this rubbish story, that sounds very Japanese... Sounds yeah. like an afterthought, dreamt up because of some game artwork. Birds. <laughs> the, the actual flyer has got birds, but in the game they look nothing like birds. They're just no, they just like little, little blobs with eyes in, in a plane, mm. basically. The flyer's great though. There's no avian business in there at all. I no. do like the flyer, though. So gameplay. This is one of the only right to left scrolling horizontal shooters I can think of. Can you think of any others?
0: No, we were trying to think of it weren't we? I I
1: really I don't even know of any horizontal games that go left to right and then right to left.
0: So it's got, always You got Kung Fu Master, haven't you? But that's only every other level that scrolls that way. And you're not in an aeroplane, silly. Mm, but shooters. I can't think of a no. defend defender you can go the other way but
1: Yeah, but not always right to left. You can go left no. right and right. To... Yeah, odd, isn't it?
0: Straight, yeah. Strange. So,
1: you take off in your stunt plane, which is like a little plane, and flying towards a grabbable bomb and a military target of sorts. There are 21 missions in total, with a big pink boss at the end called the Air Successor. <laughs> yeah. Player 1 is Red Baron, and Player 2 is Blue Max. The game is two player co op if you play two players. So, factories, aircraft carriers, enemy bases, and battleships are your end target or targets in mm-hmm. later stages. You can shoot ground targets and enemy planes, which are the same shape as yours, only they have sinister little black faces with beady evil eyes. They look like hen eyes. Mm. They
0: have hen eyes!
1: <laughs> Some of the ground targets are tanks and gun installations that could fire at you. The planes will also try to fire and collide with you. If you get hit, it might not be the loss of one of your three lives. You are shown a small graphic when you first get hit, with the joystick pushed up and the loop button being pressed repeatedly. If you are quick enough when falling out of the sky after being hit, you can recover. You can fly another day. Yay! Yay! Or you may hit something solid on the way down and break your beak and die. Oh, break beak. Break beak. So, when you on the first mission, if you get hit first, you have to hit the button three times to recover. If you get hit again, five buttons, and then hit a third time on the first level, seven times. And this goes up and up, and then mission three and beyond, the first time you get hit, you've got to hit the button seven times in succession. And then on a second hit, nine times. A third hit, 11 times. There's no way you're going to get out of that. No. And any time after that, two more. So every time you get hit, you've got to hit the button quicker and more times to recover.
0: Don't like so it.
1: No. There are more enemies as the game progresses. Balloon bombers fly up and down firing at you. Hit the pod and balloon for a 500-point bonus. A larger plane also drops parachute bombs in your flight path. Kill them all and the plane for points. Usually, about halfway through the scrolling level, the game will indicate, get the bomb, and you just fly near or over it to automatically pick it up. You can then not press the loop button because this also doubles up as your drop the bomb button. Mm. If you get hit by anything, you will also drop the bomb. Boo. So you fly onto the target and drop it right in the middle to destroy it. If you hit the sides of it, it will not be kasmooshed and you will not get the bonus points for it. Boo. I know. It's
0: really you've hard. You've got to
1: be accurate that. dropping that bomb, haven't I mean, you? You've got to know where to drop it. Yeah. So not hitting the target is not too big of a deal, actually, because. Uh, yes, it is. No, not really. Because if you do hit it, you get 10,000 bonus points at the end. And for multiple ones, you get a few more bonus points for it. But you also get extra bonuses for hitting multiples of 10 ground or air targets. Mm. So we'll talk about the, the scores later on. The loop button has a few different purposes. If you press loop, you will do a natty loop the loop and end up a little further back than you were, which is handy for getting behind a pesky plane sneaking up behind you. You can also shoot in odd angles while doing this and hit things all around you. As you do the loop, you shoot up and around you. Mm. You can also shoot... Push up on the stick and go mad on the loop button to try and stay in the air when you're hit. You need to quickly adopt John, track and field expert, fingers at this moment. When you've destroyed your target or pathetically missed it, you fly in a little bit further and then you're told to land on a small airstrip just like the one you took off from. If you fail to do this, you will quickly run out of fuel and crash and burn into a snotty heap. That will learn you. (laughs) So land when you're told to land, young man. (laughs) So this game has plenty, plenty of play tips and secrets. Loads. Loads. So what I recommend, and I'm not bad at this is stay down low to kill off ground targets and fly up now and again to clear off aeroplanes, or Mm. stay slightly above range of the ground gunners so they can't hit you. The mortar attackers are swines because their bullets go really quickly right up to the top of the the screen. And you've got to time yourself flying through their speedy fire to avoid the super quick missiles and stay away from the top of the screen where the explosion hits a large area around its blast. It will take out an area around the blast as well. If you get hit in here, you will drop out of the sky. When you see the sun behind a cloud, do a loop near it and the cloud will be removed to reveal that the sun is a massive smiley light bulb. Not sure why, but it is quite fun. But no points. Don't get any points. No, just a nice little silly graphical thing. Mm. In the game, later on, you see billboards and they have bonuses pop out of them when you do a loop the loop on top of them. So you get a a Pac Land Pac Man, you get a girl with a bomb, which looks like a a sort of side of an aeroplane, an old sort of bomber aeroplane from the war yeah and painted pictures and you also get the black hawk sign which is a beak beaky bird with one wing so maybe mm. it was part of the game not just an afterthought because there, was, there was is this, this is the only part of the game
0: that's got a bird in it as far as i've seen mm. Mm. I, haven't, I haven't seen any of those, you know. Oh, really? It did not occur to me to do a loop-the-loop over them billboards. I was I, too busy swearing at it and crashing.
1: I found this out in the arcade as a kid. I loved this game in the Weymouth Arcade. Yeah. So if you go sort of above the Pac-Man, or any of the signs, the Pac-Man one especially, and you do a loop, uh, randomly either a Pac-Man will appear or a ghost. If you hit the Pac-Man, you, you fly through it, you get a 1,000 points. If you hit the ghost, you will crash and die. You lose a life. So, there's good oh, and bad, bad when they come up it. so mm-hmm. if you do a loop loop above the beauty and the bomb sign, you get a heart come out for a thousand points or a bomb which will kill you, and also the black hawk, if you do a loop loop above that and a star appears, get a thousand points. If a helmet a flight helmet appears from the Mr. Beak, you crash and die. Get as many ground or air targets as possible; they are worth more than the main target sometimes. So on the longer levels, you get more air targets and ground targets than normal. So if you Mm. get, on on any of these, a ground target or the flight targets, if you get 10 to 19 of them, you get a 1,000-point bonus. 20 to 29, 3,000-point bonus. 30 to 39, 5,000-point bonus. 40 to 49, 10,000 points, which is as much as your main target.
0: I got that a couple of times, but not very often.
1: If you get 50 to 59, you get 15,000-point bonus. And if you get more than 60 of any of the targets, you get 20,000-point bonus. Did you get that? One game I played on my top score at Martin's Place, I got 33,000 bonus points at the end of a level.
0: Wow. I
1: got the 20,000, I got the 10,000 for actually killing the the end level, and I think I got 3,000 for killing 20 to 29 of the other targets. so you can get big old bonuses on this game at the end so there are also hidden bonuses did you come across any of these? (laughs) no (laughs) I love (laughs) it when I do better
0: than you in a game (laughs) I I think we'll talk about it in a bit but I did struggle with this one
1: well to be honest with you I only found one of them because the two other bonuses come in later levels Uh, oh actually I I missed the medal so there are three types of hidden bonuses they must be shot in order to be revealed and collect so you must know the exact position to fire upon and I found this out in the arcade mission walkthrough, but I'd seen the S flag before, and I didn't know where it came from. So you've got an S flag, which also appeared in Rally X, another Namco mm. game. I like how they have callbacks to their other games. I love this. Yeah, I, I like that. And they're also hidden in Xevious, apparently. Oh, right. gonna grant you an extra life. So there's a special flag with an S next to it, and you can find this on missions 4, 8, and 14. I've seen it on 4 and 8. I didn't get to level 14. So you can find a puka on level 10, which I haven't got to either. just didn't get to that. And this Mm. is from the enemies from Dig Dug, another Namco game. And this will remove any damage from a player's plane. So I presume if you've been hit a few times on a certain level, it reverts you back to being hit the first time. So you only have to press the button seven times on that level to get out of a spin. Right. And also there is a medal which Appears on level 5, 12, 17, 18, and 19. In addition to the thousand point bonus you'll receive for collecting the medal, the enemy's rate of fire will temporarily decrease. Oh, yeah, which reminds me of Galaxian when you shoot the flagship, the other galaxians don't fire at you, do they? Another mm. <laughs> Namco game. I didn't know that, really. Yeah, you haven't been watching Charlie far. You know, when you know, when the, the, the boss, the, the boss, um, Galax ship comes down, the yellow one, yeah, if you shoot that. Any other Galaxians that are flying down won't shoot at you until they've come, they've gone back up to the top. Then they'll shoot. Um,
0: I've never noticed that. Oh, really? It's
1: mm. an obvious one that. So I've never seen the medal, but I have found the Extra Lives S flag on level four and eight, and I always mm. get those because the more lives in this game, the further you will get. What do lives make? <sighs> <laughs> Not prizes. <laughs> So there are a handful of objects which will change in appearance when you fly past them, perform a loop on them or shoot at them. And these don't really do anything. They're just funny little graphics uh, things. Mm. So at, at the end of the level you see the cheering girls. There's three girls together dancing on your on your sort of appearance. And if you shoot them, which isn't very nice, mm. they turn into I don't know, they turn into like a pink fluffy thing. Is it a
0: ghost? I think it's an animated Blamange.
1: Yeah, I think it is as well because mm. shooting dancing girls isn't good. It's not. No, that's my favourite bit. That I, oh, I, I do shoot them every single time oh, just no. for something to do. But why no points? Because that's kind of a skill thing. It should give you points for that. What for shooting stupid friendly game. dancing girls? Yes, you, game. you monster. <laughs> what you like? Also, have you flown past the Statue of Liberty on any of the levels yet? Thinks I think it's on get level seven. Far. I think that's oh, a seven. Shame on you. If you fly past the legs of the Statue of Liberty, her dress comes off, and you sort of see a Marilyn Monroe type thing, and you see some mm. l- some long legs, which is quite fun. Have you been past the castle?
0: No. No. If
1: you fly past the top of a castle, the top fo- pops off and a little bouncy face comes out. Can you shoot that? No.
2: Why just, not?
1: Just daft little graphical things they are. Namco fun. Mm. Uh, also, the light in the sky, which is the bulb behind the cloud. You've seen that.
0: I have seen that. That's quite good.
1: Also, at the end of some of the levels, you see little gravestones with crosses. If you shoot them, yep. the crosses start moving, and you see little eyes in amongst the graves. You're, you're disturbing the dead.
0: I've shot them a lot, yeah. I like I, I do as
1: well. I'm not sure why, but it's mm. Oh, so, The graphics and sound, Um, I love. Love, love, mm. love, 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 love. love. I have
0: put on here brilliant graphics full of characters. You were right but, to say that. Lovely colourful backdrops. Mm-hmm. Great music. It does get a bit repetitive. No, it doesn't. It does. I wish really, around the house. <laughs> I really like the sound and graphical style of this era of Namco games. They were winners, weren't they? So good. From 82, from Dig Dug onwards, uh, yeah. Z, it's really great graphics. Yeah,
1: they they mm. did no wrong for me, I think. Mm. I can't think of a bad Namco game in that period, can you?
0: This one. Oh, hello. Hello. How dare
1: you? (laughs) Oh! Uh, One I don't like is Rolling Thunder.
0: See, I quite like
1: that. Oh, no. It's flawed, but it's good. No, 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 no. Yes, it is. Absolutely lovely graphics. As you say, it's so colourful. And you can tell this has got to have been the same team or part of the same team that did Pac-Land. Mm. Same hardware, similar graphics, similar graphic fun, it's kind of sh- chirpy music. And the music was by Junko Yunk- or Junko Ozawa.
0: Mm.
1: So, should we get on to the scoring?
0: Yeah, I'll do this
1: bit. i because... tell you what, there's one bit at the end. We're going to do something new for the scoring. We are going to do yes, the Charlie Farr track.
0: <laughs> He's going to have his own track from now on, and I will do that at the end. Okay. Go on then. So. I think we've got Oliver Moazesi, Alpha One, actually got this at Smartmeat, did he? I think it's the first time he's ever played it. Played it once, 17,000. Rob, play a missile. Keep on keeping on, Rob. Whoop, whoop, yeah, whoop. come on. He got 32,500. Yeah. Bobby Hazelnuts. Bobby... Holding a pack of hazelnuts, got 35,300. Look nuts all over the control panel. <laughs> Paul McCaskey, Sorry. thank you for playing, 51,100. Stacey King, 66,000. Button Mashing Fun, a new player, thank you for playing, 76,500. Yeah. Then we have me. Go on. Not done very well, have I? 81,500. <laughs> I... I did struggle with this game. We'll talk about it. Matthew Bridge, a new player. Thank you for playing. Eighty-four thousand eight hundred and fifty. Neil twenty to five. Just before five o'clock, there eighty-eight thousand. Tronads eighty-nine and a half thousand. He had a quick go. Chris Parsons. I got his score wrong on Twitter. Actually, ninety-four thousand, nearly ninety-five. Mark Happy Dude, hundred three thousand. This
1: is the hundred K club.
0: Whoop, whoop! I didn't get there. I did not get there. Oh. VIP. Good good score, this, 104,000. Ian Cullen, nearly 105,000. Chris Fantasia, too. Put in a, a late effort and did really well, 105,000. Mm. In third place, we have Tagster, who we mentioned earlier. Who's right, talented. He is. He is. Good game player as well, by the looks of it. He's got 115,000. Brilliant. In second place, we have Ross, Ross, Ross. Ross, 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 Ross. Three Rosses. He got 122,000. And in first place. We have Vic. Yay! Mr. Victor Marlinson. Hello. With 188,000 points. 188,000
1: points. 410 as well. Yeah, don't forget that 410. That's an important Yeah. Man. And now we have. We have the Charlie Farr track. <laughs> this is the special scoring for Charlie Farr. And. Guess who came in first? I think it's uh, Charlie Farr. Charlie Farr! With 234,620. Brilliant. So if he was competing in our score, which he's not, because I won it, he yeah. would have beaten me by 50 odd thousand points. And he <laughs> yeah. only got, I think, another level beyond me. He got to level 11. I think I got to level mm. 10. So well done, Charlie Farr. And also. Well done to all those people playing. This was quite a popular game. There's 19 people playing on this one.
0: I think that's the most we've had playing, yeah. So yes, it a pop- It's
1: a brilliant game. I told you. Told uh, you. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. Uh, but very well done to Chris Parsons. He didn't quite get in the 100K club, but this was the first day he'd ever played the game at Smarty Martin's meet. And he played really well, and he kept getting better and better and more angry and better, and he did really well. oh I would also also give a shout out to his son who is our youngest listener Mm. and this is Luis Mm. I hope I pronounced it right it's the Spanish version of Luis so well done Luis I hope you've been playing it as well he's 10 apparently
0: brilliant actually no we have I think it's Tagster's son on Twitter who's 4 and has completed the first level
1: oh has he really oh that is so good I'm going to have to find it now. Hang on. Oh, nice one. That is brilliant. A four-year-old playing Sky Kid. Yay! That's excellent. So let's go on to the cabinet art of Sky Kid. Uh, the marquee on Sky Kid is quite dull, isn't it? It's like an aeroplane doing some skywriting with Sky Kid with a red and black backdrop. It's very dull.
0: There yeah, it's, wasn't... Not as, it's not as good as the track screen logo, actually, I don't no, think. No,
1: no, I think this track screen and some of the bird logos could have been used for the kit, maybe. Mm. But they didn't, which is unfortunate, because maybe that's why it wasn't so popular in the arcade. It wasn't so uh, standout-ish. Mm. A brilliant game. Absolutely brilliant. I, this is a five out of five game for me. I really, really like it. But it is a little bit flawed. Mm. Also, I couldn't find much about, you know, the cabinet kits or the art or whatever, but there is loads and loads of Nintendo versus Super Sky Kid machines and marquees on the internet. Mm. must have been a lot popular on that on that format
0: nowhere near as good is it it's, it's no. obviously it's limited by the hardware it's, it's a NES
1: version it's a bit yeah. simple very slow as what I thought
0: blocky graphics yeah. yeah
1: there's a bit of trivia on the game because there's some mad bits in it with the, the, the graphic bits there is a message after you leave your name in a high score table saying they'll be honored until the switch is turned off <laughs> and this was Namco's first two-player cooperative game mm. and the game over screen I've seen this, Mission 21 Battle Report, when it tells you what you've done, and it says, the battle is over. Viva non-on. Mm. Have you finished <laughs> homework? Question mark. Don't catch cold. Take a bath. <laughs> it's nice mad, isn't it? What's that about? And you've got a congratulations screen. Sky Kid is over. Please try again. You'll be able to find more excitement. Oh, really? Mm. And it tells you the staff, and at the end it says, We are salaried men of Namco. Salaried
0: men of Namco. Well, well, hold on a minute. Is there any ladies working there? Mm. I bet there was. Thank you to Ian Cullen for sending that first screen in. The battle is over. Have you finished homework? No, we haven't. No. Have a bath. Don't touch a cold. Silly Mm. me. It's great advice, really.
1: No, yeah, I suppose. When you when you finished an arcade game, that's exactly what you want to hear. <laughs> so the ports and sequels. Uh, as we said, Nintendo vs. Super Sky Kid is a cut-down slower version, obviously, because it's running on NES hardware. It's painful to play when you use the proper Sky Kid. It was also released on the Epoch Super Cassette Vision. As what well as the, the heck is that? It is a fun little obscure console machine. It also released on the NES, which is mm. the same version sky kid deluxe which came out is a hyped up version with better shading of the graphics and a bunch of graphical and audio improvements i think it's got i think it's got extra sound channels mm. uh, but essentially the same game it has four extra missions along with the 21 slightly different missions to the first game still brilliant though and uses slightly better hardware it's a very hard pcb to find and i'd love to own one hint hint listeners if you've got one you'd like to sell me Mm. So this is more your section. Overall thoughts and improvements, and it could be improved. I've, even if it's a brilliant game, could be improved.
0: I wasn't so keen on it. Do I have to put my smacking glove on? No, I'm going to oh. read this first. Then you can. After the first couple of levels, you either get hemmed in at the bottom of the screen and can't move up. If you're not very good, or vice versa. I do not like the short range of the bullets. And being attacked from behind when in the skies just annoys me. They come up from behind you, um, <laughs> sneaky, and it just annoys me. You can loop over them, but
1: that's what you're supposed to do.
0: I've realised that the short range bullets are there for a reason because you could stay at the top top right of the screen and just shoot the ground targets if you had infinite range bullets.
1: Yeah, and you get all the um, air targets as well mm. in, in the sort of crossfire. So yeah, mm. missing face, the Holly, target, missing
0: the face. thing. <laughs> missing the big boaty thing yes. which you hit and you still don't get any points you've got to hit it bang on it's frustrating and for me it was a massive loss of points because I only got 81,000
1: you can get 500 points if you hit it uh, on the side if you hit it in the middle you get 1000 points and obviously you get the bonus at the end for destroying the target which sometimes, is what you're
0: supposed to do sometimes you hit it on the side and you get no points yeah it
1: is a little bit annoying i
0: mm. you got a good have to be right at the top of the screen to drop the bomb because if you're any lower everything shoots you you can get a little bit lower
1: sort of two thirds up the screen so you're just above because the thing shoots at you as well it's got like Mm. uh, um, security on it and it shoots at you as well Mm. you can be just above it but on the first level you can fly right up to it real close and just drop it straight on it real quick and it doesn't have Mm. a chance to shoot you I do that quite a few times
0: Mm. You get bombed out of the sky, only to recover and then get bombed again. There's a level, the level that got me swearing my head off. <laughs> There's loads of skyscrapers. I think yes. it's any level five. Five, yeah, five is when it starts getting hard. And I don't think I got past that. I all just, right. I did. As with all games, I give it an hour, and I gave this six hours. Kept trying, and I just yeah. didn't get any better. I
1: played it a lot,
0: and I, I wasn't keen on it. I think what uh, Jimmy G. Of the Pie Factory podcast, he was trying to explain why he didn't like their game. He wasn't so keen on their game, Do Run Run, that they recently covered. Okay. And he couldn't really give a a, a su- succinct reason. I'm, I'm explaining with my hands now. That is hands- a
1: £35 word.
0: Yeah. He couldn't give a, a, an exact reason why he didn't like it. And it's the same with me on this game. I can't put my finger on why I just can't gel with it because it's a great idea for a game it's got great game mechanics Mm -hmm. it's brilliant graphics brilliant sound but i I just found it frustrating hang on look at this vic i have oh you've done another one i've altered the calamitous yet truthful scales of frustration Mm -hmm. i've crossed out peter Craprat and i've written in sky kid and as you can see sky kid is weighing on the scales the frustration is weighing heavier than the enjoyment the fun You have to
1: scan that in, and we'll put that on
0: the uh, show notes for people to look at. We've scanned it in a few times. It's a crap drawing. But we can again if you want. And
1: people can uh, discuss your mental well-being.
0: (laughs) So if the frustration weighs heavier than the fun, I am not playing it. and I'm sorry. I can see why people love this game. we have had loads of players, but I do not like it. Uh Uh-oh.
1: Well, so you're basically saying the game is really good, it sounds good, it plays good, the graphics are good, and you're saying you're not very good at it. So what I surmise from that is your crap. <laughs> in your face, Mr. In Holly. In my chin glove. Can you
0: remember the C64 game Falcon Patrol? I don't know. I don't know if I played that one, but I might have to get the ROM and have a look. I loved that game, and it is a similar game. Were you sp- patrolling falcons? No, you are a Harrier jump jet, I think. Okay. So you can hover, you hover down you collect for you go back up, shoot all the ships. Mm-hmm. And I think this would benefit from left to right scrolling, you know. You can go over the landscape, shoot crap, when everything's dead, go down, pick up the bomb, bomb. That would be very similar to Ordine. Does Ordine scroll left and right? Yeah.
1: I did not know that. Mm-hmm. Am I thinking of that Sega game? Well, i might be thinking of Fantasy Zone. That's kind of like Fantasy Zone, isn't it?
0: Yeah, mm. yeah.
1: Yeah, because all done just goes one way. Sorry, me being I'm silly. Kidding. Yeah, I was getting confused. Ah, right. So, I totally agree, actually. All joking aside, I totally agree on the cheap deaths. Uh, especially when you've just recovered, when you've battered that button when you're going down, and you get shot again. They keep shooting at you even when you're going down. Mm. Talking about kicking a boyd when it's going down. Boid. A boyd. I think the difficulty curve is also too high. Hmm. There are 21 levels in all and I consider myself quite a good player and I can only get to level 9 on a really good day when I've played it for, for you know kept playing it. Mm. The one CC on YouTube that I watched and I will link into our show notes obviously uses auto fight on both buttons. Have a look. Look how fast the bullets are coming out of how of your your airplane and also how quick they recover from a spin. Even on the high levels when you have to mash the loop button a heck of a lot more to recover they're coming out of it in, like, just a second or two. Mm. So I think they're just holding the button down on auto-fire, and it's like a rapid turbo-fire, so it's it's pressing the button many times per second. Yeah. And I consider that a cheat. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely brilliant game. And I've been wanting to do that for a long time, and I'm so glad we've done it. And I'm so glad lots of people enjoyed it.
0: I, I'm i going to give it a thumbs down, really. <sighs> for for uh, reasons unknown to me, even... <laughs> I'm just not sure. Why I don't like Holly, it. But I don't. Holly, I, Holly, I don't. Mm. Yeah, come. Cool. Harumph. Harumph. That's why I don't like it. Cause I'm not any good at it. That's why. <laughs> oh, no, you were pretty good, mate. Mm. So then, this is another section we do. Cabs you never knew existed. I knew this existed. Did you? I've played we're, it. We're arcade vets. Mm. You played it. Did you have a
1: heart attack? no this game this game is called prop cycle it's by namco one of my favorite developers and it is a large game with a back box with a huge monitor in it with lcd monitor in it by the looks of it or a rear projection lovely art on it all over it like it and you sit on a yellow exercise bicycle (laughs) with pedals and a crank on it and it yeah. looks, in all intents and purposes, it looks like an exercise bike. And you've got sort of handles, like a sort of flight yoke handle on it. Yeah. So can you explain... Well, I'll explain to, to the listeners how you play it, right? I found this game on Home Leisure Direct, who we have mentioned before on the site. It's a mad Japanese game where you sit on pedal like crazy on this exercise bike. You pedal faster and slower to perform different manoeuvres in the sky. Mad, yes, interesting to play, no exhausting according to leisure directs michelle who played it in las vegas las vegas pinball hall of fame it wasn't there when i went there a few years ago she enjoyed it a whole lot more than doing a normal gym workout
2: Mm.
1: what do you think mr holly if you've played it
0: from what i remember i've played this is it like late late mid to late 90s game and i played it a few times and I don't remember pedaling that fast. I don't think it was a mental pedal. Because you thing. couldn't pedal that fast because your chubby little legs. Mm. And I think it is just an arcade version of Pilot Wings, basically.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. It does look that way, doesn't it? Yeah. I think the actual flight paths are quite pretty,
0: the way it moves. Mm. The graphics are good. I quite enjoyed playing it. And I don't remember being exhausted, but I was a bit fitter back then.
1: Ah, maybe that's what mm. it was. Yeah, math game though. What a fun yeah. idea! Have you also seen that? F, is it F one jockey by Namco as well? Where you sit on a horse and you've got to actually mad yeah. on the horse like a little jockey. That's yeah, a crazy they had, they game had them well. in
0: Coral Island in Blackpool for a couple of years. Yeah, like a row of them. Yeah, they
1: had that at the Trocadero in London, and I made my wife sit on one to take a picture of her on it. <laughs> I made her get on it, get on that horse. Poor wife. Yep. Ah, Hardware Heroes. This is your section this week, old son. Take it away.
0: Hardware Heroes. I've put... (laughs) I've left this in. I've put a sound chip, and you've put... Is that a really reliable dinner? A sound chip. A
1: sound chip. Ah.
0: A... So what is it then? This is the General Instruments AY38910. But mm-hmm. it was also succeeded by other models, the 8, thirteen, fourteen, sixteen, 12, 13, 14, 16, et cetera. There were. Th- is it- it's not. Fantastic hardware actually, but the people mm, that programmed that. it and got the most out of it were fantastic. It's a programmable sound generator, so it's not even a sound chip. You had to write the drivers for it. Oh, okay. Before you actually could get any sound out of it. So there, hmm. it was just a basic chip that emitted sound. It's used in many early 80s arcade games and pinballs. Also, it was used in the Intellivision, the Vectrex, the Amstrad, the Oric, the Spectrum 128 and others.
1: I've seen it in the 128. I've got a 128 a, uh, plus a 2. I've seen it in there. Is it like a black thing that looks
0: like a little spider?
1: It's a 40-pin dip chip, I see.
0: Uh, it was the most popular chip used in arcade games after the discrete circuit boards, the on-turn generator things that were popular in the late 70s before they had these dedicated chips mm-hmm. it was used from 1980 to 1996 believe it or not 96 and or 86 96 it was popular Ooh. up to 86 then it started fading off mm-hmm. and with iterations 12 13 it was streamlined and made more ad- more affordable
1: mm. well i've added on to your little uh, bit of research here they mm-hmm. are pain in the posterior. I've had them fail on a few boards. I installed one of my Scramble PCBs in a cab on Friday night, and one of the two AYs failed on that. It's got two. I've ordered three from eBay just to have some spares. They're only about £2 each, not the money. As I know, they will definitely go eventually. Uh, and you've put a, a little collection of, of uh, games that were used on. So it was used on Carnival, Crazy Climber in 1980. Uh, Frogger, Jungler, Scramble, Turtles. They both got two of the chips on in 1981. 82, mm. Hamadar, Burger Time, Moon Patrol, Popeye, Time Pilot, Tron. Loads of them, actually. And then yeah. 1983 onwards, the chip was used in conjunction with other more powerful chips.
0: Elevator Action had four. Gyrus, oh. Gyrus used these. And it had five chips.
1: Yeah, that's got awesome music, hasn't it? It's not surprising. As, as well
0: as other stuff. And in 1984, we've covered all these in the podcast. Oh, 19- wow, f- yeah. 1942, Bomb Jack, Kung Fu Master, Pandora's Palace, Sun, Sun and Vulgus. They've got all got great ch- music. All used, yeah. The AY eight, nine, one, zero. Some of them obviously with other stuff. And then eighty-five and eighty-six. You've got Tiger Heli and Alcon, which is known as Slap Fight to us. Mm-hmm. And they were programmed by the Toa Plan Masters. And I think by this time they're getting the best out of the chip. Mm-hmm. It is Masahiro Uemura and somebody Yuge. I'm trying to remember them two guys from Toa Plan. Mm-hmm. Really got the best out of this chip. And then from 1987 onwards, it was mainly used in gambling games and mahjong games for sound effects. But it was still used in those type of games as like an auxiliary kind of little beepy chip up to 1996.
1: Had a long life, that one. And I'm so happy in 1983,
0: Uncle Pooh got its sound from it. Yeah! Yes. Uncle Pooh! I love that game. Great game. So, kids, if you grew up in the arcades in the early 80s, you would have definitely heard one of these chips beeping its beepy tune at you in some some arcade somewhere. That is a hero of mine, the AY-3, because it's three voices, 8910 sound generator.
1: I like it, but I don't like replacing the damn things. (laughs) Yeah, brilliant piece of hardware. Right, this is the last part.
0: Next show's
1: game. Now this is a listener pick Mm -hmm. and I know for a start for a fact that CNP, Chris Parsons, has got this game and he's put it forward before as a listener pick. Did anyone else put it forward? Mr. Tronads has. Oh, that means he's going to win then, isn't it? Our resident troll, (coughs) Mr. Tronads. So, this game is Mappy. Mm. And I know someone, Mr. Oliver Muddy Music, has got a Mappy machine. With a big topper. The big topper. It's beautiful. Mm. So, it's three lives, difficulty B... Extra Life at 20,000 and 70,000. These are Twin Galaxies and arcade comp- competition settings.
0: So take care, kids, because main, my MAME, anyway, defaults difficulty A. So okay. set, set it to B, make it more challenging. Oh. And it's a good game. I was quite good at it about 10 years ago. <laughs> well, I haven't played it since then. I've had a few good
1: runs on it, but I haven't played it for a while, so I have to mm. get off my rust and play it yeah that's about it anything more to add at the end of our podcast
0: no just to say thanks for listening and thank you for all the players on our game we had a record number of players this time on our featured game
1: yeah makes it a lot more fun
0: thank you for playing 19 I think
1: thanks for playing thanks for listening thank you to you old son for playing thank you sir and we'll talk to everyone else in two weeks time yes thank you and goodbye goodbye you can download or play the podcast Read all the show notes and leave feedback at www10 You can email me at vertvic at 10 You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade and you can tweet Sean at Sean Holley. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered.